baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop hanging out with you here. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Uh, you can reach out and smarmy text, smart alecky text, the more the better. 888-993-7762-888-99. White Castle, and they're out of the, uh, just south of Baton Rouge, southeast of, or southwest of Baton Rouge a little bit. White Castle playing Delhi. Uh, Troy Green, head coach at White Castle. Actually, I recruited and he played for me. Uh, in southeastern Louisiana. Then he was on my staff for two years at Texas Wesleyan University. So Troy, uh, White Castle looking for back-to-back state championships. And then uh, my friend Coach Lust uh, at Delhi, is who also has southeastern ties. He attended there. But uh, they're playing in the state championship. I uh, got a chance to play Delhi and Tensaw this year uh, just for what it was worth on me. And I've told Dietrich and everybody else this, I thought Delhi was considerably better than Tensaw. And so that should be a very good state championship game. Looking forward to calling that uh, this weekend. So uh, I guess White Castle built a huge lead on Tensaw yesterday, and Tensaw chipped away at it uh, to no avail. Ends up falling uh, 61-58, I think, was the final score. In that game, you got Wasman going up against Madison Prep uh, coming up. Uh, Wasman uh, certainly with their work cut out for, but if anybody can pull the thing off, it's Casey Jones and company. So uh, March is a time for miracles of them, and we know Wasman has had a few miracles down there, including uh, uh, Little Jones' shot uh, two years ago to send them into the finals. So best of luck to all of our teams, including uh, including Summerfield uh, and Simsboro and everyone else. So Jamie is out this morning, folks. And hopefully we'll get him back into the fold tomorrow. But I wanted to get into a couple deals here. Uh, yesterday we were talking a lot about, and we played Tubby Smith's rant on social media. You know, they asked him after the game, you know, what do you think about, you know, do you think what about your players not coming back? Memphis, folks, is a quirky, quirky, quirky town. Uh, basketball, it's like Chicago. It is just a bizarre area. And it's hard to get into recruiting. It just is. And so here we go with Tubby giving some cover for what's going on in the program. Now, here's what's happened at Memphis. Memphis was averaging four years ago about 16,000 fans in a game. They're down to 6,000 this year. And that was with Pastor, who was Calipari's recruiter. They're down to 6,000 fans. The interest in the program, very low. you got former Memphis alums speaking out against said program, against Tubby Smith. They didn't like the fit to begin with. Tubby came from Texas Tech. Uh, Tubby's been at six different schools. He sort of went off on a rant. Look, if people don't want to be here, they don't want to be here. That's because there's a lot of those kids getting ready to bail. And, and whether that's good, bad, or indifferent, it really doesn't matter. Memphis has a favorite son right now, and I would tell you probably within the end of the week, 
I think they pulled the trigger, and I think they because it cost them almost ten million dollars to buy out Tubby Smith. You know, just think if there was a I don't know former retired NBA superstar that made multi 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 millions of dollars that I don't know was looking to be a head coach and a hometown where he's now a high school coach and an AAU guru. Let's just say he had maybe some of the money that they would need for that buyout. I don't know. We'll call him uh, Penny Hardaway, who is the coach at Memphis East High School. He is also running one of the premier AAU programs in the country, Team Penny. And Penny lobbying for the job at the University of Memphis. I think you're going to see that happen. Uh, Memphis this year has had the lowest attendance in 50 years. This is since 1969-1970. Now, under Calipari and Pastor, Memphis is among the top 15 programs nationally in attendance. They love their hoops in Memphis, folks. But almost a $10 million buyout. Where is the money going to come from? Good question. Depends on just how bad they want to get rid of Tubby Smith. Because if you continue going with Tubby Smith, you're going to lose players. Uh, this year, the, the team nosedive. It's, um, what were they, 19 and 13 last year? They're 19 and 12 this year. Interest is low. Larry Brown has been targeted as one of assistant coaches. Apparently, Penny Hardaway's in, uh, in the process of finding guys that he wants to be on his staff. Hall of Fame coach Larry Brown is one of those guys he's targeting. Larry last uh, serviced at SMU where he took the uh, the mountaintop, the hilltop people from SMU from obscurity back to uh, the prime time where they've been ever since. SMU, a solid, solid program, uh, thanks to Larry Brown. He left them in, uh, in very good shape. Penny Hardaway also coaches the number one junior in the country, both at AAU and at high school. Uh, that's a little bit of a... NCAA stretch, if you will. And so I think they're going to pull the trigger, Tabor. Uh, FS said, I heard Penny's AAU team was pretty shady. Any idea how true that is? No idea, FS. But uh, AAU as a general rule is shady by definition. Uh, you can't not have a shady AAU program, especially at the elite level. Uh, Sam says, little Penny with Chris Rock's voice is going to coach Memphis. And so... Again, are you inviting NCAA uh, violations, allegations? This is sort of a unique thing because most high school coaches are not coaching AAU and vice versa. And so, again, Memphis is just a little bit of a weird area. I don't know if you guys have relatives out there. It's sort of like, you know, your relatives are all sort of the same and you got that one, like, weird couple that comes from somewhere else. That's the way Memphis is. It's just... If you've not recruited it there or not spent time there, you, you don't get it. It's just a weird, weird situation. Probably a lot of people think Louisiana is like that. It's just an oddball situation. But uh, Tubby Smith certainly not a great fit at Memphis. The program interest is waning. You go from 16,000 attendance to 6,000. Folks, that's significant. And it's not going to get better because a lot of these players are talking about transferring and leaving. So at Memphis, at some point, you say, look, we've got a $10 million buyout. Do we cut bait, or do we ride this thing out for another three years and average 1,500 people and lose everything? 
And so the fact that you have an NBA superstar who is actively seeking a head college basketball position, uh, that said NBA superstar probably not only has money himself, but other people that are going to back him that has money, they could probably whittle down that buyout. And out of a $10 million buyout, you're probably looking at seven in cash, I would guess, something along that, that line. And so I think you'll see that happen as college basketball jobs are starting to fall one after the other. Uh, a little note here, but the all-time winningest coach, Harry Statham, out of McHenry University of Illinois, they've been NAI in Division Two, just announced his retirement. Uh, Harry is about 252 years old. He's won a million games. Class guy, I actually gave him two of those wins personally uh, in the national championships. Uh, best of luck to him. He's got to be in his mid-80s. But Spry, just a good guy, and you hate to see good guys get out, but uh, a job well done by Mr. Harry Statham. So here we go, Tabor. What do you, what's your thought on, on Penny Hardaway? Is that, is that something that's just going to be – you go ahead and call the NCAA and tell them to come on down? I mean, because they know the address because they made you take the banner down, the Calipari one. So do you think they still have a house that they're renting down there, or are they got to come in and get new stuff? What do you think? Where, where, does, where does FedEx guy sit on this whole thing? Uh, probably right in the middle, and they're looking for him for a big check. Well, I mean, I know Penny's got money, but Penny doesn't have FedEx guy money. No, no. Not many people have FedEx no, guy they money. Don't. You know, FedEx guy money has T Boone type money that you yes. literally can shape and shift entire college athletic programs with. You know, Penny, and, and he's been very generous, apparently, in Memphis. It's, it's like Bill Smith or Fred Smith, I'm like something Smith. I, I think is his I name. I just like for FedEx guy that that seems to work. Yeah, you know, it, it it just seems like it's all window dressing. I mean, you, you're seriously contemplating hiring an AAU slash high school coach, I don't care who it is, to run your Division One, which you consider to be a top 25, top 30 Division One basketball program. Yeah. You know, and I'm not telling you Penny Hardaway doesn't have the credentials or doesn't. Look, this guy. I don't uh, think he has the credentials. I think he may have yeah, the knowledge but, and the ability to go and produce those credentials, but they're not there yet, in my opinion. No, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, the, the one thing you learn about college football, college basketball, and you could even make this statement about high school, uh, just because it seems like the right thing to do or a no-brainer doesn't mean it gets done that way. You start getting into fair and what's fair and what's right and what's just – all those things throw out the window. There are people that get jobs and everybody in the country scratches their heads and go. How in heck did that guy get that job? And predictably, they'll blow up and be out within three years. It, it kind of uh, other people. I was going to say too. You know, it, it kind of feels like the, the move that Florida State was flirting with here a few weeks ago with Dion. That's the yeah. kind of that's the feel I get on it. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't I'll, put I'll Memphis. Show. Yeah, I wouldn't put Memphis basketball on the same stage as the Florida State football. I would, if I had to make a football comparison to Memphis basketball uh, in football, I would think of somebody like, uh, I don't want to say that, uh, bah, 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 bah. maybe a South Carolina. I think, I, I think it's fair. I wasn't so much comparing the programs, but just 
yeah. the move and the publicity driven by it. Yeah, the, the, when you're down 70% of your attendance, and that, you, you got to make moves. Gotta be, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, you got to make a move. I th- you know, the, they sound desperate. Yeah, you, you got to make a move. You're down that big in pretending. That tells you kids are bailing. And the thing is, if you stay with Tubby Smith, and I'm not saying fire him or don't fire him, but if you stay with him and that program continues to decline, and I think the recruiting is going to be hurt, uh, obviously in Memphis, if, you, if you're Memphis and can't recruit Memphis, you got a serious issue. Uh, you know, Penny Hardaway is not going to help him. All right, here, here's, so a quick, here's a quick question. Yeah, he's folded all the cards. I got a question for you. Why yeah. don't you make a phone call down to Murfreesboro? Good question. We'll talk about that when we come back. I, I'll answer that question for you. Uh, and you're talking about Kermit Davis Jr., who I think may be relocating to uh, to just outside Memphis. It might be the state of Mississippi, but uh, he's going to have some options and certainly deserves many of them. He's done a wonderful job down there. Guy's a heck of a coach and has family roots in the state of Mississippi. You know, this is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, The Edge, when we return. A little bit more college basketball talk. We'll get into a few other topics as well. This section brought to you by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. You'll see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Some call them mud bugs, some call them crawdaddies. Breeders of Delta Style call Catfish Charlie's the best. Crawfish are in season and on the tray at Catfish Charlie's on Louisville Avenue near Office Depot and on 165 North across from Brookshire's. Call this real good, real fish at Catfish Charlie's Real Fish. Introducing Taylor Heat and Air. Our technician, Matt Taylor, has many years of heat and air conditioning experience. Replacements, repairs, or maintenance of your home or business comfort systems are our specialty. Please call 318-245-4362. That's 318-245-4362. Taylor Heat and Air, 318-245-4362. And let us earn your business. Louisiana owned, fully insured. Mark Taylor, owner, who dat? CarZone and Truck Pros have teamed up for a midnight madness sale like no other. Both locations have one of the largest selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in all makes and models, including 2x2, 4x4 crew, extended and regular cab trucks, SUVs full to compact, sport to compact cars. The time is now to get your next pre-owned, low-mileage quality vehicle. Each comes with a Carfax report and 100,000-mile warranty. Lenders are standing by for this midnight madness sale with pre-approval and minutes. We're open late or shop us online at CarZoneUS.com or TruckProsUS.com. CarZone on Well Road and Truck Pros on Constitution Avenue in West Monroe. Hey folks, this is Jody Wood with Wood Marine. If you missed us at the boat show, the time is now to get incredible deals on Phoenix bass boats, low fishing boats, and pontoons, all powered by Mercury Motors. Past and present military and their immediate family will also receive additional discounts up to $1,250 on low boats. 2018 models are on the floor and only a couple 2017 models remain at blowout prices. If your boat needs a tune-up, stop by our 6,000 square foot service department. We'll have you back on the water in no time. Come see us in Ruston or follow us on Facebook for these great deals. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. 
Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, John Tabor, where Jamie left today. Uh, <laughs> and thoughts and prayers going for Jamie as he's uh, getting some uh, some much-needed work done. And hopefully get him back in here pretty quickly. And uh, it's always, I can't say that I'm missing Jamie. Are you kidding me? I'm missing Jamie. Don't tell him I said that, Tabor. Uh, I do want to go and talk a little bit. I want to stay in college basketball. And here's another guy I think that could actually uh, be moving and well-deserved. He's former Louisiana Tech assistant. Uh, he's now the head coach at East Tennessee State. He was at Wichita State for a while. Uh, did really well with Greg up there, which is Steve Forbes. Now, Steve Forbes has put an incredible squad together. And, again, East Tennessee State, not exactly known for being really good in basketball or anything else for that matter. Um got beat the other night uh, in the conference finals and beat uh, Furman in the semifinals and ended up getting beat, so they're not going to the dance. But he put the team together using uh, a combination of junior college guys, uh, four-year transfer guys that are graduate transfers, and a few young guys. And he's taken some criticism. And a guy in our state, Richie Riley, at Nickel State has done the same thing. It's got them sitting atop the Southeast, or excuse me, the Southland Conference with the same format. And I like it. I, I, you know, I like it because it's different. It's innovative. And Forbes, uh, Forbes sort of spoke on when people get on him about it or, or criticize that. And Forbes' quote was, however you choose to do it the right way, I don't care. Um, I care about how we do it, and nobody seems to be complaining at our school. Now, Wofford coach Mike Young seemed to take an exception and in a recent column had a couple quotes out there. He goes, look, we could have came in here and found four graduate transfers and three junior college guys and probably had a lot better record. We chose to rebuild the program with nice kids who represent the university with class. He's doing it the right way, and they're going to be good again really soon. Um, I would tell you this. Everybody that is a coach or a business leader or a manager or what have you, you do things your way. And at the end of the day, you're evaluated based on the decisions you make. Now, Coach Forbes um, has a junior college background. He's got a transfer background. And you're going to recruit players that are comfortable and in your wheelhouse, so to speak. So, if you, and for example, me, I've got a junior college background. I've got a transfer background. So I'm comfortable with those guys. A lot of people, you don't see Duke recruiting junior college players. You don't see Duke getting five transfers from other Division ones because Duke is an elite top five program in America. The majority of us, or the majority of people, are not that. And so, you know, sometimes you've got to work a second job or a third job in order to get the nice car or the nice house for your wife. Or sometimes just to pay the light bill. Not everybody's like that. So I appreciate the fact that Forbes does it his own way. He comes up with a quote. The fun thing about coaching is there's so many different ways to skin a cat. There's no right or wrong way. How you build your program is how you build your program. He goes, look, 
We believe in three things. Graduate their players, winning games, and filling the building with fans. And he's done all that sort of thing at East Tennessee already. Brought a lot of excitement to it. Uh, got beat by UNC Greensboro in the championship game. But, hey, hats off to Forbes. And, you know, a lot of people that will throw thinly bail shots at you in, in the media, you know, well, how come you didn't win? Well, because the other team cheated. That, that's the most commonly known excuse known to mankind. Tabor, have you seen the comments on Will Wade, the LSU coach that's getting some five-star recruits down there? Are you familiar? Have you seen some of the people sort of going off on that? I saw that the, I guess was the NCAA was. NCAA, I think what they're talking about. I mean, the NCAA said, "Look, we don't even know. Nobody's. We're not investigating this guy. This is people in social media. No, I I, I tend to stay off the the boards. Well, no, I'm not on the boards. I just read the articles on ESPN.com or these other places. But these are trolls." that are throwing shade at Will Wade basically because they're fans of other schools that used to get the five-star recruits out of LSU. Now they're not getting it. Am I saying Wade, uh, you know, the Wade guy is squeaky clean? I have no idea. But the fact that people are lighting backfires on the store, you know, LSU's basketball t- uh, program has taken a step up when now people are accusing you of cheating. Before, uh, you know, we got with, with guys that aren't even on campus yet. Yeah, well, I, this is a true story. When I went to southeastern Louisiana, it was a notoriously bad program. And so they were being investigated by the NCAA uh, for the previous, I guess, two staffs or whatever. So I get called into an interview with the NCAA. And I'm a young coach. and I mean, it's, it's nerve-wracking. I mean, and they're asking me all these questions like, you know, with all due respect, I was in junior college last year. I've got no idea what went on, and I didn't. And at some point, you finally get irate because they keep asking you things that, I mean, I have no idea, man. I was not here. I was 400 miles away. And I finally got to the point, like, look, have you seen these kids play that you're talking about? And the guy said, well, no, not really. Like, you need to go down and watch the players it's southeastern Louisiana. Uh, we're not even practicing yet. They were just playing pickup games. You need to go watch those guys play because nobody in their right mind cheated to get those guys. Now, it's impossible. And if they did cheat them, the penalty should be you make us keep them because they're that bad. Nobody cheats to get bad players. And, you know, the NCAA guys are typically stoic, you know, sort of police-like, and, they're, and the guys started cracking up laughing like nobody cheats to get bad players like coach you're good i don't need anything else from you and i got to walk out of the room but it's just it's a bizarre thing everybody assumes everybody is cheating is there cheating that goes on absolutely certainly there is but it's i don't think it's to the point where every single thing uh that your opponent does that you don't like they must you know it's it's the alabama auburn football scenario and Auburn thinks Alabama cheats. Alabama thinks Auburn cheats. And the reality of it is they both cheat. It's what you can prove, however. But, uh, you know, you get on and hear some of these fans that are just, by the way, short for fanatic. You hear some of the fans um, just get on, you know, what, what was the Bible thing? You know, <laughs> don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. And uh, that's absolutely true. Sam chimes in the 40 minutes of hell, Arkansas Razorbacks. 
had several JUCO players every year during their big run, 90 to 96. Hey, I'm a big JUCO guy. Matter of fact, I was a JUCO coach uh, during that time frame, Sam, and I knew some of the players uh, from Alex Dillard, uh, Corey, uh, I forgot what Corey's last name was. He played at South Plains. Yeah, they had some tremendous players, a lot of people. Uh, ULM, NLU back in the day, had tremendous junior college players when Tom Schubert was absolutely dominating the Mississippi junior college ranks. That's when ULM or NLU at the time was on top of the Southland Conference. Uh, you had everybody from Carlos Funches to Ryan Stewart that uh, played at Lon Morris. Carlos Funches is a Mississippi junior college guy. Uh, uh, Keith, I can't think of his last name, played at, Keith Johnson that played at Flint. You had big, big, good, big-time players in here from a junior college perspective, and they were at the top of the league. So junior college guys get a lot of negative publicity. Uh, yeah, yeah, Corey Beck. Uh, Dillard was uh, in range when he stepped off the bus. Yeah, I played horse. I worked at Arkansas camp one time, and I played horse against Al Dillard. And Dillard was like 5'9". He, he was a short guy. He literally was hitting shots from half court. I, just, I think I put an H on him by accident. And, uh, yeah, I don't think I got another shot off. But at any rate, uh, yeah, at Northeast had did a tremendous job with junior college players. Tech had junior college players. Everybody, LSU, back in Dale's day, back in John Brady's day, they were getting good junior college players. So the stigma with junior college players, uh, everybody wants to really label those kids as bad kids or, or what have you, and that's simply not the case. A lot of these kids are, are really good Division One players. They simply don't have the academic background coming out of high school. Uh, we used to laugh and joke in, in junior college. I don't know if it's a laugh, but it's the truth. Uh, Louisiana, Mississippi are junior college heaven. You can get big-time players here that unfortunately don't have the grades to go Division One, or they'd be in the SEC Big 12 schools. And in junior college, you try to help prepare them to go on to a four-year school. And it's done every day. I mean, do some junior college kids not make it? Sure. Some Division One kids don't make it. It, it happens. Uh, you know, there's a situation in the Southland Conference, a really, really good player, the best player on a team that they're counting on, doesn't show up back after Christmas. Just doesn't show back up. And, uh, you know, all the time and effort that school put into him, the money, the investment, the relationship, yep, bye-bye. See you later. Um, you just, it's just a different world today in what college basketball is. bunch of text out here to read when we get back. I, I think I tripped some memories up about the old Northeast days. That was Mike Vining, Schubert. Uh, Keeper Sharp was there uh, for a while. I mean, they got real players. Uh, it was always exciting in there, and they were doing it with junior college guys. And, again, the rules have changed considerably since then. It's a lot more difficult to get a junior college player into not just ULM but any school because of the uh, situation with the NCAA and ramping up the grades simply because people were winning with junior college players that they didn't feel like should be winning. And so you restrict their ability to, to get those players. And what it does is it helps NAIs, it helps Division II programs, and I was a recipient of that for a quite a few number of years. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, John Tabor running the board. This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. When we return, how about a little football this time? 
You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Don't go anywhere. Back in a minute. It's tax time. If you're hearing this and are in need for a car, truck, or SUV, you need to come to Car Pros North in West Monroe, Louisiana. We have over 500 to choose from, and 75 of those are under $5,000. Excellent financing. We offer extended warranties. We will be open late all the way until April every night. Come get your money's worth at 601 Cypress Street, West Monroe, Louisiana, and visit us on Facebook at carprosnorth.com. If remodeling your bathroom is on your to-do list, Glassworks of West Monroe makes it easy and affordable. Glassworks specializes in beautiful shower doors and custom mirrors for a -a one-of-a-kind look. From gorgeous custom mirrors in any size to framed or frameless shower doors with coordinating hardware, you'll be amazed at the transformation and the affordable price. For example, search Facebook for Glassworks of West Monroe, LLC. Glassworks, making your bathroom new again. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. We have a huge selection of modular homes, lighted, decorated, and air-conditioned for your shopping comfort. For 40 years now, Greg Tilly's has been saving you thousands. Visit our photo gallery at Tilly'sModular.com or see us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. CarZone and Truck Pros have teamed up for a midnight madness sale like no other. Both locations have one of the largest selection of cars, trucks, and SUVs in all makes and models, including 2x2, 4x4 crew, extended and regular cab trucks, SUV. Full to compact, sport to compact cars. The time is now to get your next pre-owned, low-mileage quality vehicle. Each comes with a Carfax report and 100,000-mile warranty. Lenders are standing by for this midnight madness sale with pre-approval in minutes. We're open late or shop us online at CarZoneUS.com or TruckProsUS.com. CarZone on Well Road and TruckPros on Constitution Avenue in West Monroe. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back again to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, uh, sans Jamie Foxx today. You got Tabor stepping in. Uh, but let me get this for you. Unfortunately in life, bad things happen to us. If you're struggling with some sort of trauma and you want some professional help, you should consider EMDR Trauma Therapy from Amber White at Firm Foundations Counseling in Monroe. Amber White is one of the few therapists in our area certified in EMDR therapy, the type of therapy which uses eye movement and other stimulation to assist clients in processing distressing memories and beliefs. Blue Cross, Vantage, and TRICARE insurance is accepted at Firm Foundations. If you're interested in learning more about EMDR trauma therapy, 
Call Berm Foundation's counseling today at 318-654-7010. That's 318-654-7010. Or go online to myfirmfoundations.com for more information. You're welcome to chime in on our text line, as many of you have, 888-993-7762. And so now, I'll throw this out to you. Who are the best players ULM has ever had in basketball? Because I, I got a bunch of texts to read on here, and we're going back with the, the Greyhound Anthony Jones. We've got Carlos Funches. We got China, uh, also known as Ryan Stewart. Obviously, you got the Calvin Nat, Kenny Nat, Carl Kilpatrick, Jamie Mayo led squad. What's the best squad or the best players no, no, no love that for NLU Paul slash Paul Marshall will certainly be on there? What's the best players they've ever had? You know, maybe that would be something uh, that sounds like Aaron Dietrich-like, but who are the best players? If you had to name a starting five at ULM slash NLU, who would that be? I could throw the same thing out at Tech and Grambling, and we may do that when we get into the dog days. But if you had to have, who's the best point guard, the two guard, three, four, and five that ULM has ever had? Right now at the top of my head, I would have to tell you the five, for lack of a better comparison, would either have to be Carl Kilpatrick or the murder kid that played at Washita, the seven-footer that blocked a bazillion shots. Uh, I coached against him. How about Mike Smith at the three or four? Is Has there been a better player uh, recently out there? Uh, Kyle says, no love for Joey Trappe. <laughs> love Joey. I don't know if Joey's going to crack that lineup or not. Uh, that's a pretty salty lineup. Um, Jones, the best of the 90s. Carlos Funches, world-class athlete. Carlos Funches and Anthony Jones. And this one, I was hanging out with Tom Schubert quite a bit. This is before I got into college basketball. I was a high school coach, actually, at Sterlington. So I was was around those guys quite a bit. They played Florida A&M in an NCAA playoff game. Dick Vitale came to town to call the game. Uh, to my knowledge, this is still the only time it ever happened. They had two 360 dunks in the same game by two different people. Bunches had one, and Jones had one. Two 360 dunks, uh, and they crushed Florida A&M and moved on to the NCAA tournament. How about that, Tabor? You don't see that very often. Dick Vitale was going crazy. Uh, Ewing, Ewing at the time, I think it was just Ewing at the time, uh, was absolutely rocking. Who are your best players? I mean, you got to throw Matt in there, obviously. you got to throw Mike Smith in there. Uh, who else would factor into that group? I mean, Ryan Stewart led him to the NCAA. Uh, Funches and Jones. You know, Keith Richard had good burn when he was there. Uh, my great friend Bobby Joe Douglas, you go back to Terry Martin. They had real players. Um. Uh, what was the guy's name? Howard. Uh, he was a DePaul transfer. Uh, absolute scoring machine. Um, is, I think Howard was his first name. It might have been his last name. This was in the late, uh, mid-90s. That was really good. And so, <laughs> Schubert, that sure to have to spell his name, was your neighbor in town and country. The dude always seemed to have $500 suits on, even during the 91 flood. Yeah, that is, uh, that is absolutely Tom Schubert. An Armani wearing dude. He was the Ric Flair of college basketball coaches. It, it still is. He 
he still bounces around. He was the coach uh, the last I talked to him maybe a couple months ago. He was coaching uh, the team that plays the Globetrotters. Howard Nathan, thank you uh, for that. A Chicago native, an absolute scoring machine. Wait, so, so your yeah. friend Tom is coaching the Washington Generals? Well, it's, they have two of them. They have the California team and the Washington team. So he got relegated. Tom actually – go ahead. So he got relegated to the B squad. Yeah, pretty much. He uh, He's bounced around. He was at Southern Miss. Tom has been a lot of different places. He was a head coach at Paris Junior College and won the uh, Texas Eastern Conference Championship, his one and only year there. He was the head coach at University of Texas Pan Am, which I think is Rio Grande now. Uh, he's been an assistant. He was at Memphis when he left ULM. He went to uh, he went to the University of Memphis, and that was with the late Larry Finch, and that was right after Penny Hardaway. So they had some really good teams there, and he sort of uh, he sort of bounced around, sort of a basketball. Um, all, all kidding aside, I bet that's actually a really fun job. What's that? Being the coach of the Washington Generals slash California. <laughs> Uh, you know, they travel, and, you know, when I talk to him, I keep up with him on Facebook. He's actually the guy that got me into college basketball, uh, to be candid with you. But, you know, we keep up quite a bit, and the travel schedule is just, uh, you know, in, in college basketball, your travel schedule is what it is when you're in the season, which is six to seven months, and then you're recruiting. But there is a little bit of a down period the NCAA imposes on you. You know, you're in a business like that. There's never a down period. You're always playing. You're all over the world. It's, it's almost he like actually, a pro wrestling type of, of schedule. Yeah, yeah very you hit the next He played time. on that team. He played at Mississippi State. I uh, played at UNLV, transferred to Mississippi State. And he played on the team the Globetrotters played, I think, for a couple years right out of college. And so the guy is amazing. You know, he does tricks, does all the ball handling stuff, uh, yeah, an amazingly talented guy. Um, Sam says student section was off the chain in the early 90s. We called it J.R. Ewing Coliseum. Uh, and then the guy says Howard Nathan, or what was it, Howard used to dribble the ball with his knees and Coach Binding would get so mad at him. That's just Chicago kids, man. Uh, Chicago sort of like Memphis. It's a different, different area. So uh, good memories. I mean, you get back into Louisiana Tech, and you obviously you got the Carl Malones and the Randy Whites, the Rennie Baileys, Wayne Smith, uh, some of the great. Uh, it was the big barrel-chested, uh, not boat right. What was the guy's name? Really, really good. About God Bolt, really good player back in the day. I mean, this area has been blessed. And then you go through Grambling from Willis Reed to Larry Wright on down the line. So this area has been blessed with some very, very good players over the course of a number of years. And I think sometimes we lose focus on that, John, that, you know, this, this area has been so good uh, with basketball players, not just football, but with basketball players. It's, um, you know, we've been spoiled. Because I know for years when uh, going back to Coach Fant, and then you had Benny Hollis, and then Mike Binding following in that lineage, and now Keith Richard, you know, it all comes back from uh, from Coach Fant. They had so many winning seasons in a row. I think at one time there were 17 non-losing seasons because they had a 500 season. And then Mike had some incredibly good teams during his run in the 90s. Uh, they were fixtures in the NCAA tournament year after year after year. Uh, Wasman coach Casey Jones, I remember him squaring off as the point guard, and they played Duke 
And so you had really good coaches. Uh, you had good recruiters. John Gallette was as good as there is in this state, folks, as a recruiter and as a coach. And so you had Schubert, you had Richard, you had Gallette. You had different guys rolling through ULM. And then you look at Louisiana Tech, sort of the same way. Maybe a little bit higher profile coaches at times. Uh, and at other times, not so much. But you have had tremendous, tremendous players in the state of Louisiana, especially North Louisiana. We used to have the old Pacemaker Classic at Ewing Coliseum way back in the day. And, you know, and I didn't even mention Bobby Joe Douglas, the nation's leading high school scorer. By the way, um, we are working on this. i got a couple people that are helping and kind of carrying the water for it. Uh, let me give you a travesty, John Tabor. Bobby Joe Douglas, not in the Louisiana High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame. In the National Hall of Fame, averaging 54 points a game at Marion High School, Coach Malcolm George, and I want to say it was 1979-1980, is in the National Hall of Fame, the leading score, single-season score in the history of high school basketball. Folks, this is without the three-point line. Bobby Joe Douglas, with the three-point line, you're probably looking in the high 70s, if not low 80s. Just an incredible feat. Nobody has ever superseded that, nor will they ever. But the fact that he is not in the Louisiana High School Athletic Association Hall of Fame, absolutely, uh, yeah, you got it, it's criminal. Absolute criminal. We are working on rectifying that. I spoke to some people in South Louisiana last weekend. And we're trying to compile a, uh, a group of people to look at getting him into the Hall of Fame. If anybody deserves to be in the Hall of Fame in Louisiana. And you look at some of the people they put in it, you're going, really? I mean, I'm sure they're a nice guy, but I don't think anybody out there, you, you want to talk about a trump card? How about your ace? I got the ace trump card. Well, no matter what you've done, name any player in the history of America in basketball. Anybody. Doesn't matter. Michael Jordan, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, you, uh, LeBron, you name them. This guy scored more points in high school on average than they did. So there is my trump card for Bobby Joe Douglas. By the way, uh, Bobby, I was able to work with Bobby this year, and I do have a personal stake in this one. One of the nicest, most humble men, uh, just a good guy that I've ever met in my life. Uh, would never be braggadocious, would never tell you he deserves to be in. But, uh, but folks, if anybody deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, it's this guy. And uh, we're going to see what we can do to make that happen. Here's the Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter uh, says Jamie Foxx today. Tabor on the other side of the mic and running the board. This segment brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous source. We see an attorney specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury. Whatever you need, Bobby is the man for you. Give him a call today, 318 318- Three two four one four one one. Bobby Manning, Attorney Law, will be back in a minute. I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. 
Located conveniently at 4300 Starlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. I am Jessica Ledoux, member and employee for Washita Valley Federal Credit Union. Becoming a member of Washita Valley is much easier today. Memberships are now open to anyone who lives, works, worships, attends school, or owns a business in any of our seven parishes that we serve. Our goal is to offer you personal banking and to make sure you're getting the best rates possible. Washita Valley currently serves Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, and Richland Parishes. We know you have a choice when it comes to your finances, and to us, you're not just a member. So if you live, work, worship, attend school, or own a business in Caldwell, Franklin, Jackson, Lincoln, Morehouse, Washita, or Richland Parish, let Washita Valley provide you with excellent service and secure financial well-being. Membership eligibility required. Member NCUA. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. Better now for making things better. Face, face, cause your opinion don't matter. This a maniac is gonna step on whomever. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Waldrop here with you today. Uh, sort of went a little bit different, maybe a little nostalgic thing. Back uh, ULM, uh, NLU. Uh, more so than, than Tech or Grambling today, but we might get into that. I might try to get Coach Biting on here. Uh, and maybe Schubert himself. I've, I've had Schubert on. It's been a couple of years. Might try to get him on and talk about it. I'm sure we can get Keith Richard after the season to uh, to reminisce a little bit about uh, some of the days back when he played and first started coaching. But uh, talking about Bobby Joe Douglas uh, getting into the Hall of Fame, uh, <laughs> I guess it hit a nerve because there's a bunch of people that chimed in talking about uh, when they played in the tri- uh, the dual state tournament in Junction City, Arkansas. Uh, it was a one-man show, packed the house out, Benny Anders, too. If you guys have not seen, Tabor, did you see the 30 on 30? I think it was 30 for 30 on ESPN when they searched for Benny Anders.
I'm guessing you did not. Uh, the 30-on-30, basically Benny Anders. Now, did you see the 30-on-30 when they searched for Benny Anders? The I have former not. Houston star. I have not. Well, the, from um, from Bernice, Louisiana, Robert Mitchum, my friend Robert Mitchum, who's now coaching at Cedar Creek. Robert coached Benny um, at Bernice. And Benny Anders, uh, a phenomenal talent, was on – was a key member of the Houston Five Slamma Jamma team uh, that famously lost in the national championship game to Jim Valvano when he was at North Carolina State when he was trying to run around, trying to find somebody to hug after the game. At any rate, uh, Benny Anders, probably 6'5", and just unbelievable athlete, uh, went there, and Benny Anders actually barely missed the steal that would have won the game for Houston, uh, as it turns out. They shot a shot. Wittenberg shoots it for North Carolina State. They misses it. I want to say Lorenzo Charles grabs it, dumps it in. Now, this was against Clyde Drexler, Akeem Olajuwon, Larry Meshaw, uh, Reed Geddes, all the big-time players that all went to the NBA in some capacity. Obviously, Drexler and Olajuwon uh, did a lot better. Benny Anders came back, uh, sort of a troubled background, came back to Houston, was doing well or as well as could be expected, had a few issues, there was a gun on campus, and then all of a sudden Benny Anders disappears. For like 30 years, nobody could find Benny Anders. People didn't know if he was dead, alive, whatever. Two of his teammates, one of them was an attorney, and one of them turned into a police officer. They did a 30-on-30 ESPN special, and ESPN was following them around uh, as they searched for Benny Anders. Well, lo and behold, they had had sightings of him here, sightings of him there. And I want to say it was that they found him in Detroit uh, one morning, and he was going to look like to a, maybe a pawn shop or something. Uh, well, I'm not sure if he worked or not, but, you know, it's early in the morning, and Benny has his sunglasses on, and there's a tearful reunion with his teammates. Uh, Benny, very vague on what he's done, like, you know, I'm not sure how you catch up. So what have you been doing the last 30 years when everybody's searched for you? Uh, interesting, interesting uh, thing. I, I would highly recommend that. I try to get Coach Mitchum on sometime to talk to us a little bit about Benny Anders, but certainly one of the most talented players, uh, John, to ever play in this area. Um, I played uh, against Benny a little bit in Old Brown Gym, and he dunked on me once. I don't even think he knew I was there. Uh, he was so high in the air, but tremendous athlete, certainly an NBA talent, but just one of those guys that was never able to uh, follow enough of the rules to be able to continue supply his trade and it's unfortunate because the guy far and away an NBA talent but nonetheless you see people like that on occasion and it's just uh, it's just a tough deal other people about Bobby Joe Anthony says Bobby Joe Douglas the most humble man I've met enjoyed competing against him when he was coaching at Sterlington Richie goes how would you need a group to get in the Hall of Fame he should have been in the Hall of Fame already every Hall of Fame system is a crock of uh, Richie puts a lot of characters on the screen. It's controlled. Uh, it's true. Anthony says a good 30 for 30. Sad to see a legend go down the road. Uh, awesome 30 for 30. Coach Mitchum was uh, like uh, a little Hitler walking the back. Look, Mitchum still uh, stops fast breaks. He's out there. He plays better defense than my team does. Out there stopping fast breaks, coaching. But the guy's a heck of a ball coach and a good guy. Uh, you just don't have enough good guys really – uh, like that anymore. But, you know, again, to the Hall of Fame thing, there's a committee, there's a Hall of Fame committee, and you have to put credentials up for people. 
and they have to be, you know, there, there's a process. So I don't throw shade at the process. I throw shade at the lack of people going around going, you know, I'm on this committee, and this guy is the national leader, not the Louisiana leader. The national, We need to get him in. We need to do our homework on that one. And the sad thing is, the sad thing, and here's the truth, a lot of the small schools in the state of Louisiana have consolidated and shut down. I would tell you without a doubt, if Marion High School, and I believe this, I could be wrong, if Marion High School was still in existence today, still playing games, I think Bobby Joe Douglas would be a first ballot Hall of Famer in the LHSAA. I don't think there's a conspiracy to get him, and I've heard that from people. You know, Coach, they don't want to get him because he's from North Louisiana. They don't want to put him in because he's black. They don't want to put him in because of this or that. I really, I don't give a lot of, you know, do I know? Do I think stuff like that happens? I'm sure. I think that's reality and just the, the situation we're in sometimes as human beings. I don't think that's the case here. I think it's the case that the small schools shut down. There's not as much information on them. And a confused voter or a confused mind always says no. So I think it's coming upon the people, like myself, if you will, that are trying to put this together to put enough packaging and information together to educate a lot of viewers or a lot of the people that might be on the committee that don't know who he is or they're much younger. Because, you know, as a basketball junkie, you know who it is. As somebody from North Louisiana, you know who it is. Uh, Richie says, how much are you going to pay to be in the Hall of Fame in the process? You know, maybe that would work. Maybe that's how I could get it, Richie. I don't know. I don't have enough money. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's, – I think it's coming upon me – and uh, Coach George is still very adamant about getting him in. And, again, Bobby Joe is far too humble to push this himself. But it's the right thing to do, and without question. Uh, that's an honor that, that he very much deserves. Uh, and had a stellar career, a, a good career at Northeast. And went from a scoring guy to a defensive stopper and a pure point guard. And there's not a lot of guys this day and time that would do what he did. For the betterment of the team, he toned down his scoring and concentrated on other areas which, again, is a testament to his character. Uh, Sam says Benny would take those long dunks like Drexler made famous before anybody knew who Clyde was. Uh, Benny Andrews in the state tournament, uh, John Lyles told me the story when he was at uh, Repeats. Benny Andrews showed up for the state tournament with his letter jacket on uh, with a belt buckle that would have made the largest rodeo guy in America jealous. Apparently it was like one of the 10-gallon belt buckles. It had his letter jacket on that had Outlaw written on the back of it, which uh, telling signs there as well. But a tremendously talented guy, as talented as there has ever been in North Louisiana. And you throw at the time, you've got Carl Malone, you have Bobby Joe Douglas, you have Benny Anders, and all those are Class B and C schools. Man, you tell me that wasn't some good basketball. And then you throw in some of the other players that we had through the area. Man, that was the heyday of basketball in North Louisiana. Been a fun show today. Uh, miss my boy Jamie. Uh, best wishes out to him. Hope everything went well for him. Hopefully we'll get him back in here very soon. Tabor, appreciate your help today. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. My friends at G.B. Cooley, Ben Pitts and Company, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause which is the Louisiana Special Olympics. Our friends at Spinevale, pamper the special people in your life. Spinevale, Lamy Lane, Monroe, 318-807-1060. 805-1060, I'm sorry. 
And our tire sponsor, the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. By the way, I'm having lunch with Dr. Weber today. Um, always fun to be around he and his wife. But go see Dr. Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, 165 North, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, the best pet care folks you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go check them out. Also, our friends at Vantage. For John Tabor, I am Terry Walter. You guys have a great day. Hey, go catch the ULM Louisiana Tech baseball game tonight. That should be a good one. Until then, folks, aloha. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Missed it? No problem. You can catch the podcast on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. We live in